Yep. Ooh, that's loud. Oh, too loud? A little bit too loud. Okay. <laughs> check, 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 check. Thank you. That's, that's, I think that's good. That's good. You may have not done anything that second time, but it's good. <laughs> it looks like you're like doing surgery into like a cow or something. <laughs> no, no one does surgery under a cardboard box. Yeah. It, Your hand doesn't like disappear into. No, that's the cow. That's the cow. Yeah. You know, most surgeries nowadays are done using <sighs> VR goggles. What are you doing? Oh my god. Are you okay? Yeah, I was trying to find the... the I, don't, I can't... I still am amazed at how you did that. Okay. Uh, is this too loud? Is this too loud? Check it. I don't know. Okay. I'll be, I think I'll be, I can just like hear myself thinking, but maybe that's good. Did you hear my fascinating facts about surgery? Done with VR goggles now? You said most, most, surgeries most surgeries are done with VR goggles. Now. Yes. I don't think I believe that. Um, 3D as well. Nope, still don't believe it. Because it's actually really tough to... Um, a lot of surgeries, um, especially um, ones done in a less invasive way. Are we including... Cutting. I'm sorry. Are we including surgeries done in, a, in the third world? That's, that's not a term that is used. In the... In less developing countries, in developing countries, in that, that's what I'm trying to say. Less developed, less developed. So, but developing. developing, yeah, yeah. Or is this just like I know a lot. When you say most. Well, yeah, I guess most comes with a caveat of a type of surgery. Okay, because I know there are a lot of surgeries that are done where the surgeon is not in the room. Hmm. Like, where it's done, um, the... Is the patient in the room? <laughs> yes, the patient is in the room where okay. the surgery is It's a new world. I'm just trying to figure out where everyone is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so these are, like, really high-tech setups where you're controlling a robotic arm, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and you can do very fine um, incisions and um, operations using these things. But one of the big problems with them is um, when we were first experimenting with these ideas, you would use a uh, 2D video feed of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And it's impossible to tell how um, you have like no depth perception. And so the surgeries actually took an incredibly long time because mm -hmm. you had to be very careful about what you were doing. Yeah. Um, the robot was moving very slowly. I'm right. Sure. Yes. Like, oh, I see blood now. Okay, <laughs> back it up. Oh. Um, whereas today, um, they're often done with 3D video feeds, and the surgeon has a like VR headset on, um, and that's actually um, halved, or in some cases tripled the surgery time. Uh, the other way. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. halved or. A thirded? It's tripled the quickness. The quickness. Oh. You can do it three times as quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So surgeries that took like a couple of hours can be done in 30 minutes or an hour. That's really cool. With these um, huh. changes. It's interesting that that has just happened in the medical community. And I don't know, you don't hear, you don't hear the same kind of backlash about like people being afraid of robots. That you hear about, like, self-driving cars or, like, these other areas that we're trying to implement well, robots. Well, I guess, I guess it's because this is still, um, you know, at the 
you know, the per- there is a person doing every action. Right. Um, and it totally makes sense in the medical community because there are... Um, so it's the equivalent of, like, if there was a doctor off-site driving your car. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get the, you know, in every industry, you get T-shaped people. There are people whose specialties are in... Like, Did you say T-shaped? T-shaped. What does that mean? It's like a broad skill set, but you have one um, single skill that you're... Specialized. Specialized in. Okay. T-shaped. Okay. Um, like, I'd say... Uh, all of my co-workers are t-shaped mm. yeah like they have you know um enough knowledge in everything but then there's like a usually a specialty. single specialty that yeah, they're yeah. just yep. the person i would go to to talk about right hmm. yeah self-driving cars i guess it's a it is a much different problem um right there's the yeah there's the fact that no one is really well, well that's not i think there is a big... like you there is still a human supervisor i think there will be right like in this beginning phase yes you're still going to be at the wheel um yeah to override stuff if you have to so there's that piece but there's also the piece of like the interaction with the world right, right. you're not in this controlled room like a like a hospital room right you're out in the world trying to interact with other robots and other non-robots and animals right. and weather i think there's also a big difference in uh people's perception of whether they can do the task or not oh yeah like i mean everyone thinks they're a good driver right right right. i do not think i can remove a spleen (laughs) (laughs) yeah why can't i perform my own brain surgery right yeah i (laughs) remember back in the old days when i just put gas in the machine (laughs) and did my own yeah Wow, we're already on robots. We started yeah, with robots. started with robots. That's a different... I can't remember why we were talking about surgery. Um, oh, no, we were talking about 3D <laughs> because I have a 3DS now. And we were talking about surgery because you were putting your hand underneath this oh, cardboard box. And you thought it was a cow. Well, <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> I don't actually know. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but... Um, you think cow surgeons perform <laughs> surgery under a cardboard box? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's my final answer. Um... Yeah, so I got a 3DS mm-hmm. uh, so that I could play Pokemon. Pokemon um, X. Right. The Pokemon games always come in pairs. You wanted to play a Pokemon game that actually worked? Yes. Was that the idea? Yeah, Pokemon Go is like the first hit. You wanted a serverless <laughs> serverless implementation? Um, of... It's not entirely serverless. Okay. Uh, you can see other people and you can give them O-rings. We're so, gonna start does talk- the 3DS have wireless fidelity? Is that how it... Fidelity? Wi-Fi? It does have Wi-Fi. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can connect it to my phone while I'm commuting for the Wi-Fi. It has a, it has a mystery gift thing that happens. Mystery which, gift. the first time I... When I saw that option in the menu, I was like, well, I want a mystery gift. Yeah. I want to know what it is. Right. In the Pokemon game or in just the 3DS? In the Pokemon game. Okay. So, get a mystery gift, and I was given a level 100 legendary Pokemon. Sounds pretty good. As my, yeah, uh, 100 is the highest level that a Pokemon can get to. Wait. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't started the game yet. 
I don't think I would like that. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. And so like, it was definitely a... Did you lose some motivation? It's like, well, <laughs> well I'm, that was, I made it. That was fun. Yeah. I beat the game. Huh. Um, turns out the mystery gift is not a mystery. Um, the, is it a gift? Yeah. The Pokemon company is celebrating their 20th year hmm. of Pokemon being a thing. And so every month this year, they are giving away a level 100 legendary Pokemon. Cool. Um, started in February. So I got last month's, which was a weird hedgehog thing. Hmm. And this month was the Pokemon God. Which Whoa. brought up a lot of questions. I feel like that should be something they give out right before they just go out of business. Right. Like, also feels right, like we gave up the Pokemon God. There's not really much else to do here. <laughs> Let's just pack it up. I feel like there can't be much above that. <laughs> but huh. also like everyone who you have to go to GameStop and get like a special code mm. to get the Pokemon God. <laughs> the God of Pokemon. Yeah, it's weird. And everyone has one, so there's not just one. Did was it just a typo? Were they trying to spell Pokemon Go? And they just put a D <laughs> a on D it. On the like, end. Oh yeah. No, I think he actually Pokemon God. He actually is in the um what do they call it? The Pokédex. No, the oh. the lore of Okay. A series. I thought it was onto something there. Canon. It's Canon Pokémon. Canon. Yeah. Canonical. Canonical. Mhm. Yep. So I have him. He's in a Pokéball in one of my drawers. I think. Mm. They're called drawers in a computer. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, There's I some just like I was just like nodding, then I was like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" There's some questionable um, motivations and, I guess, lessons mm -hmm. in this game. Um, I definitely the game starts with you getting a no, uh, no, the game starts with you moving to a new town, mm -hmm. just you and your mother. And then you're going outside to meet your neighbors, I guess. Mm -hmm. See what the happy haps is. Sure. And one of these people you've just met gives you a letter mm -hmm. addressed to you from a professor <laughs> that says that you're now a Pokemon trainer and you need to leave home <laughs> and catch all the Pokemon. Sure. You have to catch them all. And then tell him about all the Pokemon. Um, okay. So you take... It sounds like he just... They make it very clear he that... He can't afford like, his research budget or something. <laughs> like, they're like, sorry, Professor. Like, yeah. we're really cutting back this year. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll send about a bunch of letters to kids and just have them yeah. do my research. It is a bunch because there are four or five of you uh -huh. as a group who are going out to catch all the Pokemon. And you're going on your adventure. Mm -hmm. together yeah and so you take this letter to your mother <laughs> and you're like oh i've got this letter yeah and she reads the letter and she's like well you're a pokemon trainer now you need to leave <laughs> huh and is this a cultural difference maybe <laughs> maybe um hmm. and so she packs you up some essentials i guess and off you go so long Wow. That's how your adventure starts. <laughs> adventure, in quotes. You're a man now. You received the letter. 
From the professor. <laughs> from the professor. He huh. sent letters to a lot of your peers mm-hmm. who are all also going out. They also have... I like the idea of the letter, the, the envelope coming in the mail. And it says, like, you know, from whatever college. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, it's from the professor. Maybe I got into college. <laughs> Wait. Like, no. You're what a- is this about? <laughs> Pokemon. Um, yeah. So you have to go and catch all of the pocket monsters. Yeah. Or but, else. But the peers that you're traveling with, I guess. And why that's, do, that's why very... do you have to catch them? Just to help this professor? Uh, yeah. That, that's, that's not the clear. motivation between the, behind the whole game? It's not clear. You, like, you catch them and you never really do anything with them. There's no, is there no like overlying, overarching story about like the world will end unless? Oh yeah, there. So there's a, oh, okay. there's a, there are bad guys. Okay. Although their motives seem not unreasonable <laughs> to me, <laughs> compared to the professor. <laughs> um, what are they called? Uh, team Flare or Team Flame? Hmm. I guess. I guess every Pokemon game has a team. The original team was Team Rocket. Hmm. Maybe that's not the original team. I don't know. Wow. It wasn't the cartoon. So, Team Flare, mm-hmm. okay, they want to make the world really nice for Team Flare. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> it sounds like what America's trying to do. Right. And they don't care how that affects anyone else. That sounds like what America's trying to do. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Politics. Politics. (laughs) Um, So we had a big week. Yeah. Um, A big couple of weeks. Three weeks. Big. Wow, three weeks? Um, Well, I mean, it's Uh, two and a... Yeah, three weeks. Wow. Um, We had a piano delivered to our house oh yeah new so member my, of the family yes very excited um so this was my grandparents piano and i would visit them and play the little notes when right. i was <laughs> the little notes a young boy when i was a little boy you little weren't allowed notes. to play the big notes no i had to you had, had to, to work my way up <laughs> to those um i don't know what the big notes are probably the low notes uh, probably the major the major ones <laughs> Middle C. Uh, you weren't allowed to play those. Wow. Um, <laughs> so many opportunities for music puns. So, yeah. Um, so I learned how to play piano on this piano, and it means a lot to me. And we now, paid a bunch of money to... Have it shipped. Have a person <laughs> drive it from Pennsylvania to here. Excellent. And um, try not to think about how much the piano is actually worth on paper. Right. Because... It has sentimental value. Yeah, it has yeah. a lot of sentimental value, <laughs> apparently. No. Um, yeah, it was a little pricey, but we got it here, and... Um, it's great. Yeah, it fills out our living room really nicely. Looks yeah. really nice. Uh, it is a player piano. Yep. Which we just tried out. It was um, cool. You get to put, like, these punch cards <laughs> into the piano, and then you pump yeah. some pedals. Yeah. And to it play the song, and it, yeah, it's a player. At first, the pedals were louder than the piano, <laughs> and so I was, yeah, yeah, curious if it was going to get better, and it did. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so there's two modes. There's the pedal mode, and there's a, a uh, an electric mode that we haven't tried yet. But um, <laughs> seems like we should have tried that mode. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's both cheating. Both ways are cheating, but <laughs> the electric just feels a little too much. Like, why aren't you just playing, you know, some recorded music? I mean, it's cool because the piano, you see the keys playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's like a haunted, it's excellent. haunted mansion type uh, type yeah. of effect. Um, yeah, so I'm pumped about that. Uh, made it here in one piece. Yeah, it's not out of tune somehow. I was just imagining like this, it coming here and, and it being Be completely totally. like unreasonably. <laughs> When's the last time it was tuned? Um, I think a couple months ago. Oh, okay, not too long ago. So. Um. Uh, ghosts edit ian edit here ian edit here okay uh yeah i don't know what else to say about it but it's a piano that plays itself that plays itself but only if you pump the pedals or plug uh it into the wall right and put the punch card in right and as you heard in the intro matt the piano oh yeah is in the intro music it's gonna have to be now (laughs) and the intermission and the ending wow you're not setting a bar here (laughs) at all no uh how are we gonna get the piano down here to record i mean how did we get the piano down here to record when we recorded when we yeah yeah Um, prior to this well we've only recorded the intro that's right. okay and so then, we're gonna during the intermission we'll record the intermission right how yes. silly of me yeah how did we get it down here um don't remember i don't remember anyway yeah piano's here that was good yeah i'm glad mm-hmm. our um our little little boy child will hopefully play it someday <laughs> terrifying boy child <laughs> so you call him uh-huh uh-huh yeah i mean when is the boy child going to enter the world um uh, about a month what no that's not true august 7th month and a half a month and a half end yeah. of september yeah exactly September 23rd. Nice. After work. After work. That's the plan. Not before work. <laughs> right. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. We're going to just... <laughs> On the dot, we're just going to drive. Head to the hospital. Are you scheduled in for the being induced? No. Okay, so... No, it's just all brain power. Kind yeah. Of mind over matter. A lot of, um, you know, vision boards. <laughs> vision boards thinking about that's that sounds like a trello board for fortune tellers (laughs) you ever heard of a vision board no um i feel like it's like an oprah thing i don't know but uh you make a board of what your life what you want your life to look like or like these goals Uh, you have okay and that's your vision board Uh, so long term vision board um so it's goal setting then you have this vision <laughs> that you try to get to i see mm-hmm. um that's yeah. exciting yeah very exciting we we had a baby moon oh 
this was something that I had never heard of <laughs> because I don't, I still don't think it's a thing. Okay. Um, I think it's something you made up because of your love of puns. That's, that's fine. And this is a play on words because this is about looking at the moon while mm -hmm. pregnant. Yes. Right. Yeah. Whereas a honeymoon is about, you know, bees. Look, yeah. And, you know. Looking at the moon while eating honey. Yeah. This is more about... Um, babies. Babies. Uh, no, that's not what it is. No. It's, it's, um, it's a little last, last hurrah. Um, You've had a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you have a honeymoon? Yes. So that was your last hurrah before being committed to someone? Not before. <laughs> After. How do you do honeymoon? Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the stag do. Today I learned is what. what yeah, what the. Uh, Wait, is it called a stag do here as well? Stag what? Stag do. Stag do. Yeah. How do you spell that? S-T-A-G. D-O. <laughs> I mean two words. A stag do. Stag do. That sounds like a. a stag knight. Sounds like an army haircut. I think. Uh, yeah, I got one of those stag do's. Looks pretty good. Hmm. No? No. So I've heard of a stag. Um, <laughs> like the creature? I've been... Uh, not, well, yes, I have heard of the creature. Yeah. What were you thinking of? Um, so in Buffalo, New York, western New York, um, and probably a greater region than that. But Is that I'm where sure. buffalo wings come from? Um, and yes. buffalo sauce? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Uh, from New York? Yeah. Um, so... I've had some friends who've gotten married from there and they have two things. They have a bachelor party and a stag. They're the same thing. Are they not? They're oh, not. There might be a cultural difference there. Well, I, like I said, that's pretty, I think it's pretty regional. I don't really, I don't hear about this. Hmm. It might be a Canadian thing too. I don't know. But the bachelor party is, you know, whatever standard bachelor party that you would think of. The stag is like a fundraising thing. Fundraising. So, like, you don't just invite, like, your favorite people. You invite anyone you've ever heard of. <laughs> Any sort of, like, you know, second cousins, right. great uncles, anyone that can come. Because they pay 20 bucks or whatever to go. And they get food and drinks and whatever. And, like, there's, like, raffles. Um, and you bring a thing to raffle off. And you, you know, contribute that to the um to the new couple donate that and then people buy tickets to raffle things and all the money goes to the to the new couple i don't like that at all yeah which part all of it <laughs> none of it you don't like giving <laughs> money to people you don't no like that's just drinking beer seems rude yeah um i don't know if it's rude it is it's but yeah it's a thing uh so a stag do is that a batch? Is that yeah, it's basically uh, a batch party. Right. Okay. Stag do. What's the do part? Like what? I mean, it's like a, you're going to go to, it's like a general purpose word for party. Oh, really? I guess. Oh, like a to do. We're going to make a big to do of it. Yeah. A stag do. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And there's also a hen knight, which is the female equivalent. Hen knight. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What's oh it's a bachelorette party? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hen night just sounds I don't know. 
Sounds so domestic. <laughs> Hen night. I guess it's going with the animal theme. Yeah. I'm not sure the etymology of stag do. Um, we did what... Ah, so we watched this incredibly English show that's on Netflix um, that is for old people mm-hmm. called Midsummer Murders, which is about people being murdered in the countryside. Sure. And two country coppers <laughs> trying to solve the murders. Nice. Uh, they don't try. They usually do solve the murders. Mm-hmm. Um, very neat. Um, <laughs> and uh, they had two villages that would have like a stag tradition that had died out, but they mm. were doing it again. And that's what was driving the murders <laughs> in this particular episode. But it would have all the men from... There were these two villages near each other. And to ensure that inbreeding didn't become a problem... They would have um, this one night every decade or so. I don't know how how often it would happen. Um, edit. And all Ian, the, edit here. Yeah, what? And they would have all the men from one village and all the men from the other village, like, on this one night, basically switch places and have make babies with all of the ladies in have, the other village have make babies have make babies, make babies. Yeah. yeah um okay and that would stop interesting and they it was called and a now sta- it's related to the murders? and it was called a stag whoa this tradition huh i feel like there's like a really weird like pagan thing behind yeah there, all this. there was an antler dance <laughs> yeah where they yeah which came from like fighting with antlers uh, and killing each other yep like it, a, like it was a, a pagan a thing. A male face-off kind of a thing. Right. Do you... So, go? does going stag mean anything to you? Going stag? Go, going stag? No. So, another usage of stag Mm-mm. here is at dances. If you don't have a date... Oh, you're going as stag? A, as a man. Maybe not just as a man. Um, as a person, maybe. You can go stag, which is just you go... Ah, on your own. On your on your own. I don't know why we needed a word for that, <laughs> <laughs> but we have that. Uh, there are lots so, of things we don't need words for that we still. So maybe going us. stag means that you like killed off everyone else with your antlers, and now maybe. you're just going by yourself. I mean, the stags. I thought don't stags like fight each other with their antlers, and then they get all the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> the hens, you mean? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that is what I mean. <laughs> if you kill enough. People with your antlers. You get all the hens. You get unlimited eggs. Yep. All day, every day. For life. There is a um, game called Monikers, Mm -hmm. which is like a card game. It's like a mixture between... um, uh, Is it about... Charades and... Is it about etymology? No. But there is a card in it that is all the single ladies. That's just what it's called. Yeah, and you have to <laughs> get that across to your team. Nice. Without mentioning all the single ladies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. I don't think I could pull off, yeah, that dance, but... There's a dance? Oh, there's a whole thing. Yeah, there's a whole... The music video? I mean, I know there are music videos. Yeah, there's a dance in the music video. But it's and you can't like a specific to that song? Very specific. Dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of pointing to your where the ring should be. Ah, uh, yeah. Because like if this. you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Yeah. 
should have. Yes. Wait. No contraction there. It should have. Is that <laughs> is that what they say? It's shoulda. I think it's shoulda. 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 Yeah, definitely shoulda. Glad we cleared that up. Yep. Um, good stuff. It's all good stuff. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. What else do you have <laughs> that happened in the last three weeks? I feel like we just had a mini stag moment where we were just like, if we had antlers, <laughs> we would have. We could just start. We would have just killed each other. <laughs> uh, it, it starts with staring. <laughs> I think we have too much information. When we're whenever we have too much information to talk about, we get a little stuck. It's like that um, episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns is being told that he shouldn't be alive, but all of the diseases are trying to get into his body at once, and they're stuck in the door. I've never seen The Simpsons. You've never seen any of The Simpsons? And again, we're stuck, because I can't relate to that reference. That's fucking ridiculous. Um, You've watched every episode of whatever that other stupid oh show you God, watch is. You don't even know the name of Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. I at least know. I've heard of The Simpsons. <laughs> I've heard of Seinfeld. You've made me watch an episode. You didn't even know what it was called. I forgot. Forgot about Seinfeld. <laughs> I think I've seen an episode of The Simpsons. I, Maybe how, two. How could you... Did you have a TV? How could you avoid it? I mean, it's only been on for a couple years, right? Like 36 or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like my parents didn't let me watch it like when I was young. And then I just kind but of they let you watch Shine Seinfeld. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I knew how adult Seinfeld was when I was watching it as a young kid. Right. I just thought you know Kramer was funny when he came in the door and did silly things. George was always lying and <laughs> George was always lying. It just you know, yeah. I'm sure I missed a lot of a lot of things, but um, still liked it. Ponderdome? Ponderdome. Uh, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Co-worker, Josh. Josh. Recommended to me. From? Uh, Josh from... Uh, Where's he from? Well, he's from, uh, he's from Western New York. Oh, Central, okay. Central New York. Central New York. Upstate. Let's just say upstate. Upstate? New upstate. York. Yeah. That's referring to... The top of New York. It's referring to most of New York. <laughs> most of New York. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, it, unless you're talking about population. <laughs> most of the area of New York is considered upstate New York. Upstate New York. Yeah. But New York City is... So it's split into two. Ish. New York City and upstate New York. Ish. Okay. Ish. And I don't know if Western New York is part of upstate New York or if there's... If they're distinct. Right. Anyway. Yeah. He's from upstate New York, which doesn't. Okay. Yep. Josh from upstate New York. Yeah. He recommended this game to me um, called Punderdome. Punderdome. I don't know why he thought I would like it, but. uh, Is that a reference to a Mad Max film? I believe so. The Thunderdome? Lightning Dome. Oh, Thunderdome. Thunderdome. That's right. Uh, I think so. Yep. I think it's a pun. It's a on play on words. Thunderdome. On Thunderdome. Yep. Using the word pun. 
Yes. The Panda Dog. So, <laughs> apparently this is a thing uh, which makes complete sense. It is a live event that happens in uh, Brooklyn. Since, oh, it's a competition, isn't it? Since 2011. Well, it's. I think it's been a, yeah, a game. I mean... A, oh, it's a game. What's a game but a competition, you know? Huh? Huh? Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, so a bunch of people in Brooklyn would go to a bar and play this silly game, and they um, had a Kickstarter for it and turn it into a into oh. a card game. Cool. Uh, so yeah, picked that up and was excited to play it. But you need more than two people, so I'm hoping to play it very soon in September. Uh oh, got it. Because we're gonna have a baby. Yeah, and the baby can play putter dum. Potterdome. Did I say it wrong? Punderdome. Um, yeah. The baby might might be better at puns than I am. It's possible. It is possible. It's not very possible. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Looking forward to play it. Good. You. So, there's a couple rounds to it. <laughs> That's not there's unexpected. Like, there's two. It's <laughs> one round. That's it. There's two cards. There's two decks of cards. That's, okay. Um, and you flip one card from each deck. Deck. That's right. And then you have to make a pun with those with that combination of words. Okay. Um, that sounds easy. And it's like uh, it's one person's it's one person's turn at any given moment. <laughs> this could be <laughs> any game. Blowing my I'm, mind. I'm here. horrible at describing games. <laughs> I'm also trying to describe. I'm nervous because I'm describing it to you, and you're like the game person. So I feel like you're, I don't know, you're st- there's turns, and then, I don't know, and then it's the next person's turn. Yeah, get to the point. Get to the I don't know delicious uh, caramel center. Right. So the, the person game. whose turn it is, is the right. judge of for everyone else's puns. Right. So everyone else is trying to make puns okay. using these two words, and the, the person whose turn it is gets to say whose was the best or worst. Is it something you just shout out, or do you write it down? Uh, you write it down. You write it down, and write then everyone down. reveals at the same time, um, or sort of one at a time. No, I think you pass them in. You because you don't. Oh, yeah, you, you don't, don't know whose is whose. Yeah, yeah. Although handwriting, I feel like is. Yeah. Anyway, um, I haven't played it yet, but this is how I think it goes. So that happens, and then yeah. there's a second round, which is um, a question. So like a trivia type. Not really trivia. Okay. Basically, a pun joke question. Okay. So the answer is a, is a, pun. Is a pun that's already predefined I on see. the card as the answer. Okay. And I think you ask that question to the same people, and then they... Submit that. Submit their guesses. And I think you can still... Um, like, there is a right answer, kind of, but I think you can still have the... Still say, oh, I liked yours better, even though it wasn't the real answer. Ian, edit here. Uh, yeah. Uh, we keep exposing Bessie. Mm-hmm. Bessie. <laughs> Bessie the cardboard box. Bessie the cow. That's probably... <laughs> that's going to be the show title. <laughs> uh, Punderdome. Yeah. Check it out. I Not yet. Yeah. We need to talk about this in... A month or whenever we next yes actually record a podcast yes i think we're going to switch to bi-weekly which is every two weeks every, not twice twice a week. a week twice a week no every instead of weekly twice a week every two two weeks, weeks. 
No. What? Twice a week, every two weeks. So every two weeks, we'd have two episodes? Yeah. No. Yeah, just do two in a row. <laughs> Take it, make a day of it, and, uh, yeah. Marathon. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> Hunch Peak Marathon. Oh. Here's our 24-hour episode. Hunch <laughs> Peak. God, what would we Imagine talk about? Imagine how interesting we would be at that 23rd hour. Yeah. Wow. We would just be on fire, sleeping, literally, in this basement. Oh, yeah. It's pretty warm. The fan's helping, but I'm worried about the background noise. Yeah, I mean, that seems legit. And I'm, when I say worried, um, I'm not going to do anything about it. No. I'm just going to release the episode. With the fan noise. With the fan noise. I mean, that's fine. So I guess I'm just worried about yeah. it. There's a pun there. Without doing... Are you a fan of... Well, I mean, like, all the noise from our fans. <gasps> oh, that's a good one. Right by our window. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. how popular we are. Yeah, there, there are, are actually multiple fans. There's two. There's two. Wow. We have two fans. <laughs> yep. Cool. Trying to be disruptive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like... No, I don't know. I was going to say we're like dictators speaking out over the crowd. Yeah. And the fans are... You did turn them on. But the fact that I went for dictators was the first thing I thought of was like a pretty weird thing. Would you like to be a dictator? Of like a banana Maybe republic? Maybe subconsciously. I never thought yeah. I would, but... But... What crazy A banana rules, republic? A banana republic, yeah. Like what, a like a general manager? What kind of... Um, what kind of crazy things would you come up with? Um... There is a card game. Sales. There is a sales? Sales every day. Just khakis, sweaters. And is that not currently the situation? Mm. Dan Republic doesn't really have that many sales. Oh, right. Okay. Ah, I should have just let that one go a while yeah, ago. I see. Um, there is a card game mm. where um, one of you is Kim Jong Il. <laughs> <and laughs> everyone else plays his advisors. Ugh. And you draw a card from the deck, and it's a um, something that Kim Jong-il is displeased about. Oh, no. And you're supposed to suggest solutions oh. to the problem. Wait, do you have to, like, deliver him the news? Like, tell him what happened? And no. Then... Oh, okay. No, this is something that's happened, and you're supposed to, you're supposed to start by complimenting him. <laughs> and then you submit your idea. Oh, God. <laughs> And then there are very specific rules about how Kim Jong-il can react. So yeah. he's supposed to choose who gave the best idea. But he does that by um, telling the person they're an idiot. And then suggesting his own idea for how to solve the problem. There could definitely be a Trump version of that game. There is a card game called Trump Cards that is on Kickstarter at the moment. Is it that? Yeah, it's set in, a, set in a dystopian future where Trump has mandated that every American has to play this game to become familiar with his glorious rise to power. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that pun is just too too easy. Yeah. The Trump card. Oh, I thought you meant the fan. No, I'm a fan of that one.
Do you want to go get it? And I can entertain the listeners? No, I don't really need it. Okay. It's probably better they don't have it. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. You had an Ant-Man come by? We had an ant problem. To get rid of the boys? We talked about the the ant problem. We have talked about it, but you still have one? So... Or you had one? We had one. Um, We weren't sure if it was a problem last time we spoke on the podcast. Since then, it became a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I had a couple scares. Um, We would just see a bunch... (laughs) By scares, do you mean like you woke up with ants on you and... Um, I'll get... I mean, pretty much... (laughs) Not quite that, but almost. Yeah. Um, so leading up to that, we had just, I don't know, four to four or five ants a day we would kill in the kitchen. And they just kept coming back. Uh, we tried some home remedies. Like you can, there's like spice mixes you can put like around your doors. It feels very like. That sounds silly. Yeah. But, well, okay. Might be silly. Like chili yeah. powder paprika uh cloves strong smelling things since they're they're very much a smelling animal insects uh, are they not animals they are also animals yeah i guess not mammals not mammals right um they have so i read about specifically carpenter ants hmm. which is what i think we had termites no but no they actually do more damage um uh, per capita <laughs> than, <laughs> than uh per in, in, insecta than termites termites interesting so termites actually eat wood okay carpenter cool. ants just chisel through wood oh and turn it into like furniture and things <laughs> <laughs> yes and polish it and uh, <laughs> turn it into ants two by fours right uh no so they look for like damp wood because they need moisture <laughs> to they, build their nests. They turn it into hardwood. And they <laughs> they make their way through it. Did you come home and you just had hardwood flooring throughout the house? It was great. You had carpeting yeah. carpets. Like, wow, we didn't, didn't have to pay for these. Um, they, no. sent, they sent you an invoice. That's when you decided to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Just an, an invoice in sugar. <laughs> Give us... Two tons of sugar. Um, yeah, so we just saw a bunch of them, and they were big and um, carpenter ant looking. And we saw some, like, uh, some sawdust. So with termites, oh. a lot of times you won't see sawdust because Is they it? actually eat the wood. I see. With carpenter ants, you'll see this these little sprinklings of, of uh, wood, dust. wood dust. That um, does sound like a big problem. Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, we weren't sure how big of a problem it was, but mm. this is our first house. We're trying to like not have it be eaten by ants. Or fall down. So we uh, we called a guy, and um, oh, one more. So the scary story that I had, mm. where I was actually terrified, was in the morning. I came down to make coffee, and uh, I didn't have much time. I was like trying to hurry up and and right. make the train. So I was making making coffee. You know, put some beans in the grinder, got that going, measured out the water. Um, and I was about to, like, start making coffee. And then I looked at the sugar bowl. Oh. <laughs> and it was disgusting. There were... Yeah. It's full of... Dozens? Furniture. Dozens of little tiny... Ants. Carefully chairs. made... 
chairs. <laughs> um, With these ants sitting on them drinking coffee. <laughs> yes. Like really sweet coffee. Adding one grain of sugar to their little tiny coffee. <laughs> like like lumps. Yeah. Um, like one grain or two. No, it was more like just a nightmare of, of bugs <laughs> in uh, in the sugar sugar dish. So I very carefully... Closed? Well, first I was like, oh, I think they're all dead. Mm. Which then I was like, you know, that's a pretty dumb thought. They're, yeah. they're not dead. They're loving this sugar. <laughs> <laughs> they're maybe ODing on this sugar, but um, then I realized, oh, no, they're moving. Like, they're very quietly kind of enjoying the sugar. <laughs> yeah, quietly and slowly. Good. Um, so with like one motion, I took the sugar bowl and like tried to not stir them up at all or have mm. them know what was coming. But with one motion, I turned upside down into the garbage disposal and turned the water on and just wow. like, was like, die. I was so <laughs> mad. So mad at them. <laughs> so they ruined that breakfast. That yeah. Day, well, that coffee. Which, yeah, I guess I didn't have much of a re- breakfast plan in that day, but, um, they ruined that coffee. Yep. So I didn't have my coffee, which made me even more angry. Yep. Um, the next day, we so we had gotten a cinnamon roll from um, when we went to Martha's Vineyard, which is kind of weird, bringing a cinnamon roll back from Martha's Vineyard. But anyway, uh, it was very good. And our friend was like, you have to bring this back. It's so good. You have to have it. It's basically like a cake. Like, it's huge. It's like right. the size of a plate. So like, okay, we'll, we'll take it back. And, um, and it was gone. So we... <laughs> So we brought it back and we had it on the table for uh, a day and then we put it in the fridge um, and we were just kind of like taking pieces off of it for breakfast and, and mm. um, sawing it down a little bit at a time. Soaring it down. Like a, like a carpenter. Um, so the day after they ruined my coffee, I Dang. came down and was like, all right, I'm going to have a piece of cinnamon roll. It's going to be great. Got the cinnamon roll out of the fridge. Opened up like the saran wrap, uh, started cutting into it, took a piece off of it, picked it up, and a fucking ant was underneath the cinnamon roll. And I just screamed. I was just like, <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I threw the cinnamon roll in the garbage. <laughs> I was so angry. And basically that day, I was like, all right, we need to, we need to call someone. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done with it. I am getting upset. So you called someone? So we called an ant man. And he came in? He came in. Was he dressed as an ant? Um, I wasn't here when he came here. Um, oh. Katie was here. Um, was he... I That feels like something she would mention. <laughs> he was actually an ant? If saying? he was dressed as an ant. Oh. Yeah. No, she didn't mention that. Okay. Um, Probably not then. No. But it was Paul Rudd. It, that was his name? Paul Rudd came. Is that of significance? Oh, he... It's like you really have to try to ignore pop culture. It's amazing. <laughs> so there's this movie called Ant-Man. Uh, okay. It's Paul a superhero the, yeah, movie. Yeah, superhero movie. Yeah. Paul Rudd was the, was the Ant-Man. Was the... Okay. Yeah. And this guy's name was Paul Rudd. <laughs> no. No. Okay. That was a joke. I was trying to be, make a joke, but it's really <laughs> hard. Um, so the Ant-Man came and <laughs> had this... Some sort of chemical... That he put like along the baseboards, right, and by the door, and we also have so related to the um, retaining wall story. Ah. The retaining wall is made of carpent made by carpenters, made ants. by ants. Yeah, no, it's the railroad ties that are rotting, and oh, I think because of carpenter ants. 
there's a symbiosis. They're there's rotting so that the carpenter ants like it because it's damp wood. Oh, and I then see. they chisel it out and then it rots even more because it's maybe it doesn't rot more, but it's like weaker. Right, and, right. Um, yep. So the ant man also like sprayed down. He said that he soaked our railroad ties with poison, basically. <laughs> like, okay, whatever, whatever it takes. Um, and we have not seen a single ant in the house since. So, yeah, so it works. So there was this moment where I was like, are we paying too much for like someone to come like spray like poison household? Po- like, yeah, something I could buy at Home Depot or something on right. our stuff. Like, uh, and then I haven't seen an ant. I'm like, that is the best like couple hundred dollars we've ever spent. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, so feeling good. No ants. No ants. Um, that we see. So another thought was that we think it could possibly, um, father-in-law actually had this idea. The, our neighbor who did have their retaining wall replaced because they had the same, um, railroad ties, kind of railroad ties, um, right. That were rotting out. So they did, they did have their wall replaced and he thought maybe the ants, uh, were nesting in those railroad ties and migrated over when they changed to like stone a stone wall. The uh, ants came over here, yeah, and all of a sudden we're trying to get into our house and you should replace yours with stone. Make us really nice little chairs and stuff. Yeah, tables. Yeah, Tasteful so the benches. <laughs> um, right. So the plan is to to switch that up, but I don't think we're going to get to that this year, especially since we're having a baby in a month and a half. So, well, I assume you're not going to do it yourself. No, we'll have the baby do it. <laughs> That's why we need to wait. Um, so we're trying to like, you know, make sure he gets the right nutrients so that he could just come out right. swinging <laughs> and swinging an ax. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, uh, maybe a shovel and, Awesome. <sighs> yeah. Ants. Ants. And the ant man. So angry. Two, <laughs> two breakfasts in a row were completely ruined by this tiny little stupid bugs. <laughs> I, I feel like they're not... I mean, I feel like they're pretty smart. So I was reading about carpenter ants. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, because... Because you had them. I was mad at them and trying to figure out how to thwart their, their plans. <laughs> and they have this... Um, they, what they do is they make a scent trail. Yes. So they have uh, the workers come out at night and go to try to find food to bring back to the nest that's disgustingly in the rotten wood. Right. <laughs> so gross. And um, and basically, yeah, so if you kill a couple things, like they just have a scent trail just walking along. Yep. And when you kill them, I think that there's, there's even more of a scent that is released. So it's even, which is strange. Like you almost would think like they would from an evolution standpoint, when they die, you would think that should be like sent off a scent that's like, do not go here. Right. We're dying over here. Well, unless it's like a threat to the nest, I guess is the idea. A threat to the nest. It's like attack first. Ask questions later. Oh, oh. It's like if there's something out there. Reinforcements. Yeah. If there's something out there that can kill ants. Yeah. We need to go out there and kill it before it comes right. and kills us. Like, the Ant-Man's here. Let's fucking <laughs> get, get rid him. of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the idea of thinking, like, there's, like, a whole cottage industry of ants that are, like, trying to exterminate the exterminator. <laughs> you know? They know about him. Like, yeah. oh, he's coming. Setting traps. They're, like, reading our Angie's List account. Like, oh, they, he's coming on Thursday. We gotta get him. Um, 
But anyway, they, um, so they have a scent trail. Yeah. And so that's part of, so something we did try like the day before the guy came was um, a vinegar and water mixture and spraying down like after oh, you everywhere. kill them, like every day, just like spray down by the doors. Right. And I also, Get rid of the trail. so we did that for a while, just like spraying it. And I got so upset after they destroyed our breakfasts <laughs> that I made like a big like pot of vinegar water. And because we have that side deck that goes so the kitchen door they were coming in right. was from the side deck, which is probably rotting wood. Like right. it's like an older kind yeah, of yeah, especially it's when little... you throw vinegar over it, it's basically pickled wood. <laughs> pickled per- that that per- preserves things, right? It's <laughs> um, damp wood, yeah. tasty damp wood. No, they don't like vinegar. Is that right? Yeah, you read a lot about. I've done some reading. So I literally just soaked, I poured this bucket, the whole, like, on the <laughs> whole side deck. And then the Ankai came the next day. So there's not, you know, it wasn't a, a perfect right. experiment. I'm not sure exactly. Was it his fancy chemicals or was it my vinegar, vinegar water? Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're not messing with us anymore. It was pretty bad. Like, I, w- I would go outside and, like, not have to look for ants, like, outside, like, in the yard or, like, by the deck. Right. And they're just, it was just crawling. Yeah. Like, I was just like, they're here. Like, they're (laughs) nesting and, like, thriving here. Yeah. That's terrifying. It was a little, yeah, it was a little scary. I wouldn't enjoy that. Nope. So, we're very happy. There was was one day when I was like, we have to move. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I know we just bought this house. It's a great house. I love it. But I feel like they're in our walls. and We need to leave. (laughs) And I had this moment of, like, did the sellers know about this infestation? Like, did they just like try to like, yeah. Like we didn't get a pest inspection when we got the house. Oh no. I don't know. Maybe they've always been here. Maybe they own the house. Maybe. Maybe there's, maybe, maybe they built the house. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why you need to get title insurance. Cause ants might actually own, own the house. Yeah. Like weird, weird things happen. It's funny. Like, um, Title insurance is an interesting thing because it's something that doesn't exist in England mm. as an idea. Like, Which is weird because there's more history exactly. in England. So you think there'd be more there'd be, time to but, fuck up. But that's why um, the whole house buying, house selling process is so much longer. In England? In England, because you have to spend so much time like double and triple checking that someone else doesn't own this fucking house. <laughs> so you just do that on your own right. as the buyer. Because if someone else comes up and is like, here's the deed, I actually own this, you're fucked. So maybe the, assur- the insurance isn't a thing there just because it would be too expensive. Because there's, well, I don't think there's it happens, a higher risk. I don't think it happens very the... often. I feel like title insurance would work there. Yeah. Hmm. I guess we just have less insurances hmm. in general we have a very an attitude very much of no just make sure it doesn't fucking happen <laughs> huh. whereas here they're like nah it will be fine we'll insure it i love the idea of a of a just a native american person coming to your house one day and be like so don't be alarmed no here sorry <laughs> okay sorry. back back in the states yeah saying uh don't be alarmed but um we own all this land right like this is all ours so you know you're gonna get some letters in the mail um might see you in court soon but this is all ours so you know sorry we're gonna want that back right um 
That's what the insurance is for. Mm-hmm. And it would also be good if the if the Native Americans like called us immigrants to our face, We're like dirty immigrants. What are you doing here? Get out of my country, you know. And my make house. it a whole, yeah, out of my house. Yeah. Um, would that be good? I think it would, I would enjoy it. Would you? Uh, not per, not if it was directed at me. Less or more than the ants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get upset about immigration um, politics. <laughs> No, not about immigration. Well, uh, the opposite I, of that. Should I leave? No. <laughs> no, I like what I'm saying is I yeah. think it's silly when people get upset about these immigrants coming into our country and right. our country and our land. And it's like, uh, is it yours? No. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Yeah. Like the word Native American, like that has a meaning to right. it. Right. <laughs> That's all. Hmm. That is my political moment for this episode. I'm glad we got past that. Mm -hmm. I have seen some um, fun gifs of political candidates. Mm -hmm. Balloons. Balloons. Um, <laughs> Bill and balloons. Excitement, just in general. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary's face. Looks like she's like hurting her jaw, like opening her <laughs> mouth so wide, like, oh my gosh, these balloons are amazing. <laughs> um it yeah, it looks like she just saw like the face of God or something. <laughs> you know? This yeah. look is just like, are you really that excited right now? <laughs> I don't know. Which yeah. That, like, coupled with all of the people saying, like, is Hillary, like, a real person? Is she just... <laughs> a real, real person? Yeah. People are like, is she, like... Who's saying that? A lot of people. Well, what do they mean? Like, do they think she's a robot? Yeah. I mean, effectively. Wow. If not literally, then figuratively a robot. Um, so then I that... Mean, I guess that's not that surprising. Right. Actually. Yeah, I mean, you know, a robot that is... Have you seen her dance? Ugh. <laughs> Um, Matt's doing the robot dance right now. Uh, I think it's called um, the Hillary. The, the Hillary. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, hmm. I don't know, that face that she made is just like, <laughs> it's something I like thinking, like if I were a robot and I was like, okay, I need to, look I need surprised. to be the most excited that a human can look like right now, because this is a big moment and there's balloons <laughs> And my husband's really happy. I don't know. And it's just like she did like a wind up, right? She like got yeah. her chin down. She like made a big motion <laughs> and opened her face like it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was like the scream painting, you know, like the, whoa. <laughs> okay. I'm done. It's, oh. it's a great, it's a great look. It's good. That's all I've seen. On the way over here, I heard NPR saying it's been the worst week for Trump. Um, and it's not been great for Hillary. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what that's referring to because I don't. Yeah. I haven't been following. One of the big what's happening. Recent things was. Um, um, Trump basically. So there was a at the DNC. There was the DNC. Um, the sorry. Democratic. The Democratic National Convention. National Convention. There was a. Um, a Muslim couple who came up and spoke about their son oh, yeah, who yeah. died in Iraq as an American soldier. Right. Um, 
and Trump said they were had some really something. like um, took out his pocket constitution and said, you know, Mr. Trump, have you even read the constitution? Do you even know what this country's about? Hmm. You can borrow my copy anytime kind of thing. Um, and saying that like Trump has never made a sacrifice or he like he sacrificed nothing and no one. Right. And um, which Trump later said on on some news program, like, I've made a lot of sacrifices. And they, and they were like, OK, what what have you sacrificed? He's like, well, I've created a lot of jobs and built a lot of big buildings and been really successful. And they're like, are those compar- are those um, sacrifices? sacrifices? And he's like, yeah, I think I think they're sacrifices. And they're like, OK, okay. <laughs> sure. Um, but he, yeah, he went on to say like uh, a couple things about like he could have just left that be that whole situation. Be like, okay, right. they got me a little bit there. Like that was a good whatever. But he had to like respond and say um, about the the wife, the Muslim wife. You know, was she even allowed to speak? Like she didn't say anything. It was just the the father that was speaking. Like right. Was she even allowed to talk? Maybe she wasn't. I don't know. I'm not saying that, but some people are saying that maybe she wasn't allowed to. T- you know, his kind of like roundabout way of saying right. like, "I'm not saying this," and that just yeah, obviously got him into a bunch of trouble. And um, she had a a op-ed in the Washington Post after that saying like, um, "I just can't speak about it because I get really emotional because my son is dead and like yeah, it's obviously very hard to talk about." <laughs> Um, anyway, so that was his big, like, thing that he couldn't let go mm. that week. And he was just, like, digging himself into a hole about this, right. this, uh, this whole thing. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff, too. But, Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've been watching The Great British Bake Off, one of the more recent seasons. So this is the thing that I'm not sure if we've talked about on the podcast. I think we've talked about it at some point. Okay. I'm not sure if we were recording. Like, you, you, have you ever seen it? Do you know what it is? Uh, no. Okay. So it's a competition. There's an intensity to it. Mm, no? Okay. Less so than I think in a lot of... Not like Gordon, Gordon Ramsay screaming in your face. No. Okay. So the idea is that it's 12 amateur bakers mm-hmm. that are competing for a trophy to be the best baker yep and um they basically go on a weekend and on the saturday they have um two challenges mm-hmm. uh one that they know of beforehand yep and um so they can prepare for it and the other one is a technical challenge that will be blind blind in the sense that they don't know what it is what oh. they'll be baking oh but until... they can look at what the ingredients are no they... all the ingredients are provided Right, but it's they a, can see them when they're baking. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's the point. <laughs> Got yeah. it. They 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 say like you have two hours to bake a such and such. Yeah. Like a um, baguette. Okay. Is an example from bread. And, and all we're giving you is cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Water. No. And they give sprinkles. They give them all of the ingredients and then a very vague recipe. Okay. Like the recipe will say, mix all the ingredients together to make a dough. And are these professional bakers? These are amateur break- bakers. Sorry, I think yeah, you said that. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so it's kind of the criteria is that they all have a job that isn't baking. Right. 
So it's like, um, so this uh, series that we're watching, they have like a fireman, they have a um, anesthetist who enjoys using syringes for all his baking. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> so, really? Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh. He, uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to put this loaf to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> going to count down from 10. Yep. And you're going to be delicious. Um, but it's got like a totally different feel from any other like competition based show I've watched like um they'll help each other uh-huh like if someone's um if someone's creation has gone fucking in like tits yeah. up and everything's that's in not, the air that's not very american someone else will walk over and be like oh my god i need to <laughs> yeah yeah huh. this is a catastrophe what can i do um, yeah that would not happen here <laughs> yeah but here it'd be like help and they would just like throw like flaming oil on you or something (laughs) no thanks yeah it's really good Hmm. it's worth watching so do people like advance to level or yeah like like every week someone gets kicked out okay so it's not that that kind of reality show it's not like a whole different cast it's not it's not popular votes as well which is something else i really enjoy it's just judges yeah i don't give a shit what anyone else thinks (laughs) like there are two judges there who like their job is to judge fucking baking like they (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it makes it more... They're experts in this. Too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Ameri- like, American Idol had that whole, you know, has had... No, I think it's done. The whole, like, voting thing via text message or whatever. Like, right. Like, America, place your votes. And it's like, they're probably thinking, like, oh, we want to get people interacting with our brand and whatever. Right. But, but yeah, I like. I kind of like the idea that it's just the judges. We had a... Um, yay, nay. We had, like, a um, bunch of similar shows in england and there was one that had a scandal because they weren't taking people's votes into account they were like yeah you know text us your vote and then they they had already made up who had won interesting and what the numbers were that actually sounds kind of like the democratic national convention (laughs) (laughs) and you were uh paying to vote basically huh yeah yeah Yeah. that's the part that makes it a scandal i think is is the paying yes others it's like yeah whatever it's television like (laughs) yeah great british bake-off which okay for some reason that has been the title has is changed so any american um company that is broadcasting that show calls Mm -hmm. it the great british baking show that's not a great name. Instead of the Great British Bake Off. Bake Off sounds good. I want to watch but that more is than Bake a Off, baking show. Like, is Bake Off protected in some way? Like that term? Oh. Does someone else own it? Or Might be like a Betty Crocker trademark. Someone something. said it, it could have had something to do with, like, getting it. You know, when I initially said the title, they thought it was to do with smoking weed. Oh, like a... Okay. Huh. I've never heard but that like, in that context, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's a thing. Right. Let's go have a bake-off. Yeah. And so, like, the trophy has, like, you know, bake-off champion, whatever the year is. And they have to censor that in the American broadcast version. That's silly. Silly stuff. Uh, speaking of baking. Yes. Uh, so, um, one of my... Um, Actually, a former client, someone who works at a company that was a former client of ours that I worked with, yep, um, co-wrote a pizza book. A 
pizza book. Yeah. How to make pizza. It's called The Pizza Book. <laughs> Can't believe that was still and, available. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I assume uh, book titles are like domain names. Right. Well, so their domain name, and this is not a sponsor, but I uh, just want to give a good shout out. Right. Because it is a great book. Uh, their domain name is make.pizza. That's it's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's probably um, the best usage of the dot pizza. Or savory. <laughs> domain that I've seen. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a really beautiful book there. Um, the design and layout is like really well done. Huh. And so it's these two, two friends that have a lot of experience and interest in pizza and the craft of pizza. And yeah. it's all very, um, uh, kind of like fancy recipes, hmm. but, um, but kind of bridging, you're trying to like bridge that gap between like going to a really fancy pizza restaurant and letting you, giving you the tools to like make that kind of pizza at home. Right. Um, it's really good. So we have our first batch of dough fermenting in the fridge right now. Fermenting? Fermenting. Yeah. So it's, it's a process. Isn't it rising? Yes. Yeah. Both of those things. In the freezer? The, did I say that? Yeah. The fridge. The fr- that's better. That's what I meant. Yeah, you're not going to ferment in the in the freezer. Huh. Um, so this calls... So it rest- must be like a really slow... Exactly. Proving. Exactly. They call it proving. Proving? Proving. Oh. It's when you let the dough rise. Okay. It will like double in size, basically. Got it. Yes. Um, o- ovens often have a proving setting. Oh. Which is slightly warmer than room temperature. I don't think I've seen that, but that's good to know. And that helps the yeast um, do its thing to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubble up the dough. Like 70 to 100 degrees kind of thing. Mm, Yeah. Something Um, like that. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So the main recipe for this in the book, they have like this kind of core recipe that you make. And then there's from that, like you start with that Mm. and it's just like a margarita pizza. So it's mozzarella, basil, and and tomato. Basil. 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 I like basil. Yeah. I might actually use basil. From now on. Just throw that in there. That would be good. Uh, so it's basil. Yep. Tomato. Yes. And mozzarella. Mozzarella is fine. Mozzarella. Yeah. Okay. I tried a little too hard there. Uh, yeah. So that's the starting recipe. Yep. And you make four pizzas. Small, like 10 to 12 inch pizzas. Okay. Um, so there's right now in our fridge, there's four like separate containers oh. of dough that is slow fermenting. That is the, the recipe calls for a slow proving. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the fridge regulates the the fermentation. Hmm. Speaking of fermentation, you bottled your beer. That the too. pregnancy beer. <laughs> so that was our first name. No. Uh, <laughs> so I think we came up with a great name for the for beer. the beer for the beer. So we have blue bottle caps. Okay. Because we're having a boy. Yep. Um, not that the boy has to wear blue or he can have pink, whatever he wants, but, uh, we have blue bottle caps. We've spoken about how pink is a boy's color. Yes. Used to be. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, yes. So we bottled the beer. Um, I think it needs another week or two in the bottles. In the bottles. Bottles. Yep. The Brittany (laughs) is in the oxalotls. Okay. Um. Oxalotls. I don't know. That's really bad. Um, okay. Yes. That's a thing. Another thing is I bought a thing on Kickstarter. 
You yes, you sorry, did. I funded a project. In you Kickstarter. funded. You have to be project. very careful about how you speak about Kickstarter right, because you didn't actually buy anything. Right. A lot of people think of it as a pre-ordering site, right. which it kind of. It kind of. It, it's very I mean, close to. Right. That's what it's ended up being. Right. And that makes sense as long as you're willing to pre-order so far in advance. Right. And take the risk that it may never happen. But, yeah. And that um, money's just gone. You're just kind of giving this money and hope to get something in return. Right. Um, anyway, but yeah, I funded this project. Um, I forget what the company's called, but the the product is called the Catalyst Fermentation System. Right. This looks really cool. The idea was that they wanted to create something that meant that you didn't have to move your beer between separate containers. Exactly. They want to reduce transfers or eliminate transfers. Yeah. So um, we've spoken about brewing a lot, mm-hmm. and typically we have two buckets that we're constantly moving the beer between. Right. So you have, um, for, for more complicated recipes, you have secondary fermentation. Right. So you have primary fer- fermentation, and then you have to siphon or um, use the little spout to transfer it. Yep. To secondary bucket, which means you have to sanitize it. You have to, like, yep. it's a whole thing. It ends up taking a couple hours. And then after you've done that and it's done its second fermentation, you then need to transfer it to another bucket to bottle it. For bottling, yep. So you have to, and a lot of the transfers have to do with the fact that you don't want the trub. At the bottom. At the, the kind of sediment stuff at the bottom to um, to stay on the beer the yep. whole time. Um, so you're always transferring it off. So, yeah, so the neat innovation here with this catalyst system is and when I say system, it's basically like a plastic cone-shaped um, right vessel. Um, but the the innovation is this: the bottom of it has what they call a butterfly valve. Yep, which I'm not sure why it's called that, but it's a valve. I think it's just because um, it it like has it wings. Has two wings that close. Okay, basically. So, um, so when you start your fermentation, you, you the valve is open, and you attach a mason, mason jar. jar of you can use any size jar because they have the same like um, mouth orifice. Mm, I don't know. It doesn't sound either good. of those words sound bad, but input <laughs> getting worse. Output anyway. Um, you can use connection mason jar connection size, and the yeast and the trub will interface. Yep, will settle into that jar, and when you're ready to. Um, so there's for a certain time you actually want the yeast to stay in contact with the beer right. during primary fermentation. Um, after that, you can then um, close the valve, unscrew the jar, and you have all the yeast. And you have all the yeast, and that's actually cool too because you can reuse that yeast. Yep. Which I've never done. I've never used. Um, yeah. Now you'll have mason jars full of the stuff. Exactly. So yeah. I can have um, instead of buying yeast for the next batch, I can I can reuse. reuse. It. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And then, um, and then you can, you can another, reattach it and yeah, put another keep empty one. extracting kind of the the nasty stuff that you and don't want. And then it has a way to go straight to bottling? Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a there's another connector that goes on the bottom? Yeah, maybe. I think there's some sort of barbed valve thing that you can um, right. put a hose on and, and bottle right from the from the same vessel. Yeah. Um, it looks very nice as well. Like they've yeah. taken a long time going... Uh, sort of designing the mount that it has. But because it's, um, like, angled at the bottom, it's not something that can stand on its own. Right. And so it has a stand that goes with it. Yep. 
that they put a lot of thought into mm -hmm. so that it's something that you would enjoy having out in the open. Right. And the thing that made me feel comfortable about it basically being a pre-order was the fact that they are an existing company that already makes like <clears throat> homebrew kits. Right. Like I think they started out with one gallon, the smaller kits. Yeah. And, um, they've been working on this design for a couple of years and, and, um, seems really cool. So yeah. it's supposed to be said expected in September. So, Oh wow. That's real quick. Just like something else it's expecting in September. What's that? Our baby. Oh, the baby boy. Yeah. The boy child. <laughs> right. The boy child. So, which was also actually a consideration I had. I was like, you know what? This is brewing is fun. It is pretty time consuming. And in oh, the sense and this that it will takes... get rid of a lot of those steps. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so it seemed like just enough, like, so there's also this, um, this other Kickstarter that I think I showed you a while ago. It's called the Pico Brew Zymatic. Oh no, I didn't see that. Maybe I haven't, but it's a, basically an appliance to brew beer. Okay. Like it has little drawers. You literally just put the grain in and pick it out your hops, does put, the it, whole put thing them in the drawers. You. you set up your <laughs> recipe, plug it in, it has a microcontroller and it brews two and a half gallons of beer into a keg. And it's just like ready. Yeah. Like you hit go and walk away and three hours later there's, you know, beer fermenting in your, in your keg. Uh, yeah. It's not ready to drink, but um, right. a couple weeks later, since the, you don't need to wait for I bottle mean, conditioning at that point. Right. You it's might as well just, just ready just to go. Buy beer. Exactly. So that's, so I'm saying is like, this is the nice kind of middle step where I'm actually, st I'm still brewing. Right. <laughs> I'm still doing stuff. Um, and then it's just making it more convenient, kind of the later steps. Yeah. Um, Your brew day doesn't change. Right, right. This changes the stuff afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it seemed like a good kind of uh, middle ground. Yeah, I'm excited to see how solution. it goes. And yep. I might get one Cool. after the Kickstarter. Yeah. And it wasn't like the, the Pico Brew is like $2,000. And right. this is like, you know, 100 and something, 175 I think. Yeah. That's what I got it for. Um so which yeah. is not a hell of a lot more than a kit right right um whereas a cup you know two thousand biz right exactly yeah. and they're also selling it like you can get a, a level that is a kit so it has the full right the capper and the all that stuff and a, uh ingredients and stuff to for your first batch hmm. um nice so so yeah hopefully it'll be actually ready in the fall and we can try it out report on it yeah um, I'm excited. I think a lot of people ask, like when I've talked to other people who brew, like, Oh, have you tried yeast starters? And I'm always like, no, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I feel weird about, I don't know. I think this will make it easier to, to try like, those oh, sorts of things. There it is. Yeah. It's the yeast. Um, interesting. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. That's the brewing update. Looking forward to that. Anything else on the docket? That's interesting. What made you use the word docket? Um, I'm going to say every every moment in my personal history up until now <laughs> made you somehow yeah. have come together. To you just don't often word. hear that word. Docket, yeah. Docket. Is it legal? Is it a legal term? Mm, I wouldn't say so. For some reason, I feel like it's a legal term, but... Hmm watch tap me oh i was wondering if you ever built that app for telling you to oh. get the train 
so no. No. Okay. I, ha- I have an idea for an app that... Um, We've spoken about before. Right. That tells you when to leave work and catch your train home. Yeah. Uh, for the for the Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority. Right. Specifically. So I built a portion of it, which is the back end that the app would use. Um, so it's an Elixir app that um, basically fetches every once in a while, um, every minute, I think, fetches the new um, kind of predicted times from the MBTA right. API. And then caches those and then uh, acts as a go-between so that the, the app can hit that directly. And yeah. it's very quickly, um, you know, it's not even hitting like a, a database. It's just all kind of cached in memory. Right. It's very fast. So I built that piece um, and just, you know, next step would be writing a client in something that would hit that API. and um, For iOS, and, basically? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking building a, a complete kind of normal iOS app. But you yeah. mentioned another option, which was the IFTTT. Yeah, if this, is, then that. If this, then that. Uh, which is this cool service that kind of takes events from the web and plugs them into other things. Yeah. So you could have your Elixir app just send you updates. Right. And if this, then that would, you could then convert that into a notification. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's no like push capability right now for the Elixir app. It's all just like get the new results, put them in the cache. Right. Um, so I think that would be interesting. I guess it could do like a diff on what the what the cache has with what the new results are. Right. And say if they're different, well, you could, then push a new... You could have it... Um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess every time it does that minute check, you would check if you need to leave now. Oh, yeah. If it's time for... If it's time to leave, right. send a notification. <clears throat> yep. With um, you need to leave now, the next available one would be in 30 minutes right yeah that's what i want is like leave now or leave in half an hour right so you know like okay i should either run yeah or i can like finish this thing up or i can have a quick beer yeah <laughs> you know before i leave whatever um and it would just tap you every time like you need to leave now or in blah blah right and i would set it up to have like a hard-coded time i guess yeah like like it starts notifying you at four thirty. Although I guess the only question I have about that approach is um, do I actually want the app to con- to like push me or do I want to pull the, d- like, do I want to like be like, all right, I'm at a stopping point now. Let me see, check now what the time is, like what, how, you know, when the next uh, one leaves. Uh because I feel like I feel like I don't know if I would actually let the app control my behavior yeah. to the point where it it taps me on the wrist. I'm like, okay, run away, run out. I don't know. Maybe I would, but right. There's always at the end of a the day, there can be like a natural stopping point sometimes. Yeah, where it makes sense to leave, but at the same time, that can be dangerous because then it's like you're never done. Yeah, there's I, always more to do. I guess the way I had thought about it is I'd really like a person to tap me on the shoulder. And say, you can either leave now, or you can leave in 20 minutes. So maybe that's the first version? 
and that's and <laughs> there's so a, the, there's a human that comes up <laughs> and the the watch has that sort of tapping yeah yeah which is what made me think of it yeah yeah no, i think it's pretty cool um maybe there could be a button like when it taps you you could say um well if it keeps you updated that's the thing that's true it's going to yeah. say like leave now or in 20 minutes and then 20 minutes later it's going to say leave now or in but if you're on the train you wouldn't want to keep getting train. tapped right right so there needs to be some way for it to know that oh i left right? yeah so either does that for the first version doesn't have to be yeah for the first version it could just be annoying right and it could tell you every time between 4 30 and 5 30 yeah yeah i don't know i don't like a lot of things tapping me because that's like the most um like immediate way to get my attention mm. right yeah so i only have a couple apps that actually I allow you. on my watch to to uh tap me on the wrist so, but yeah, that could be fine for the first. It sounds like what you want is Google Maps. <laughs> you want to be able to put in your destination and for uh, it to tell you when you could leave. Google Maps is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I just want to build things. <laughs> you caught me. Uh. Cool. Yeah. Until next time. Yep. Feels like an episode. Episode 20.